Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to the Trinity Godhead, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for another opportunity to minister your word. I ask that you open the hearers' hearts. Let it be receptive to the seed of your word in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you give me the grace to minister what you have given me. Holy Ghost, help me to decrease as you increase. All these things I ask you in Jesus' name, Father, and I thank you. Amen. Last week, someone asked me a question in regard to the broadcast, and it was in regard to Adam and Eve in the fall. And we need to know that Eve was deceived and Adam was formed first. God had talked to Adam and told him to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Actually, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting at verse 13. It reads, For Adam was formed first. Then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. So we see here that Adam, and we read this last week, when God confronted the serpent, Adam and Eve. And he asked Eve, what have you done? In Genesis verse 3, verse 13. And in verse 11, to Adam, God said, did you eat from the tree I commanded you not to eat? So as it reads, God specifically told Adam not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So that was a good question. So, and I appreciate questions. Anytime you want to call in and ask questions, feel free. I love it. Another result that I did not mention, the moment they obeyed the serpent over what God said, they made Satan their God, the God of this world, the little G, with the little G, praise God, which is why... He is the God of this world. In 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 4, actually, I'm going to start at verse 3. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, the King James Version says, if our gospel be hid, it is veiled or hid to those who are perishing. Verse 4, whose mind the God of this world has blinded who do not believe, unless the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them or be revealed unto them. So the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the mind of those that don't believe. And we're born in sin under the power of Satan as another result, as we know, until we accept Jesus as Savior. And the condition of the world we see around us, the evil and wickedness stem from what happened in Genesis because Satan perverted God's plan for mankind. He perverted everything from God's original intent. So here we are. So again, I say that was a good question. I really appreciate that. 
We have been talking about spirit, soul, and body. Man being spirit, soul, and body, a tripart being. And we left off all around 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 through 24. And I'm reading from the New King James Version again this week. Now it reads, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. So as I was saying, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and been given a body to house or contain who we are. And though our spirit is perfect, because we're born in sin, our soul needs to be restored, saved, and converted by the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. And it is he, based on verse 24, who is the one who will do this. He's the one that will sanctify us. He is faithful to do that. Now that word sanctify means to be set apart. He sets us apart unto God the moment we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And some changes occur instantly. We are then indwelt by the person of the Holy Spirit. Our spirit is converted. The new birth takes place. And we're born again in our spirit. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 reads, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So the Holy Spirit also translates us and moves us from the kingdom of darkness out from under Satan's control into the kingdom of light the kingdom of God and his domain. And we have a new government. We're under a new government and life. Now that word translate means to move from one place or condition to another. Do you remember in the book of Exodus when God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt and made way for them to cross the Red Sea, cross through the Red Sea? And he closed the sea behind them where the Egyptians were drowned and couldn't cross over. This was a picture of our redemption. I wish I could really get into this, but I don't have time. I'm just using this as an example to make a point. This is a, a picture of our, our redemption and him delivering us from the bondage of sin through Jesus Christ. And you see, they never did return. The separation took place. That's what this is a picture of. Being moved from one place or condition into another and that translation into the kingdom of God set us apart as his child for himself and his purpose. You know, just like you were born to your parents and your child is born unto you and not to someone else. It's the same way when we become born again. We are born again and set apart for God the Father. Just like you and I were born unto our parents and set apart from any other children or any other parents. Another aspect of sanctification is a continual purifying, a converting, development, growing in grace. Second Peter 3 verse 18, it says, Now grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We grow in the knowledge of our new Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's also establishing an inward establishing of our soul as a child of God in his kingdom, kingdom 
according to his word. Just like when we were growing up, we had values and standards our parents or parent taught and instilled in us or instructed us by in our household, not the same as our neighbor. Likewise, it's with our Heavenly Father. And though we're in the world, we're not of the world. John 17, verses 15 through 17 reads, and this is Jesus talking here, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So it's the work of the Holy Spirit in conjunction with the word of God that sanctifies us and separates us by the instruction of the word of God as his children as to how to live in this new kingdom, this kingdom of light. And that that same work by the Holy Ghost in conjunction with the word of God acclimates us to the kingdom of God and gives us the ability to live by faith. Let's go to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2. As I said, faithful is he that calls us who will also do this work in us. It reads, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, talking about the people of the faith in chapter 11, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily ensnare us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The King James says, instead of ensnares, it says, besets us. Meaning that which encompasses us, that which we are surrounded by in this world, and that which so easily besets us, so easily occurs around us, the norm based on this world. Let us lay aside the weight and those sins which so easily beset, encompass, surround us in our commonplace, those things that would ensnare us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us verse 2 looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god so we see here that jesus is the author he is the originator he is the beginning of our faith And the finisher, he will complete our faith. He will do it. He will consecrate us by the Holy Ghost, keep us separated unto God and separated from the world, even though we're in the world, and complete our faith. We also read that in Philippians 1, verse 6, where it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it or complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, until Jesus' return. So the Holy Ghost will complete and always be bringing about the work of sanctification, purification, developing us, giving us the grace to grow in the Lord and the knowledge of Him and everything else we need until Jesus' return. He will do it. Praise God. We'll continue starting in James regarding the saving of the soul. 
and just what that means, you know, in, in addition to what we've already talked about in regard to the saving of the soul. I do thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purposed for revival of the heart toward God. Restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Revelation 22:17 says, And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let those that hear say, Come. And let them that are athirst come. They that will, let them take the water of life freely. If you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you. And God bless you.